Get ready for the greatest roast of all time. The Roast of Tom Brady. A Netflix live event happening May 5th. Hosted by Kevin Hart, the seven-time world champion gets his cleats held to the fire by famous friends and frenemies on an unforgettable night where everything is fair game. Tune in on May 5th at 5 p.m. Pacific time for The Roast of Tom Brady, live only on Netflix. You ready? Showtime. On May 3rd, summer starts with The Fall Guy. What are you doing later? Let's drink a spicy margarita. Make some bad decisions. Yes! Audiences are falling in love with the most entertaining film of the year. Fall guy. Fall guy. Fall guy. That's what the poster said. See Ryan Gosling and Emily Blunt in the movie critics say exists to make you happy. Trying to make it out? Nope. Because I don't either. It's not what I'm into right now. What are you into? Talking. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the Fall Guy. Only in theaters May 3rd. Read it PG-13. Uh-huh. I just feel like I've been around the block Ripping up fantasy stock Working around the clock Look at the view from the top Researching rookies a lot No, I just be listening to pods Yeah, one in particular I'm just a messenger Let me just pass on the rock Browning, brunning, bruning Pronouncing ain't what he's doing What he's doing is not losing But infusing you with new things And there's Dennis the Bennett Yeah the man is a menace, yeah. Building a dynasty, some of the finest things. Promise you, you won't regret it. Mm. Slice a fox, cultured in pop. Give him his props. Here is a thought, here is a box. And you cannot compare him at all, so don't even try. Careful with the news, but when you use a take, I take up Tony Fire. I mean dire, because anyone else is a huge mistake. Whoa. Fantasy round table, fantasy, fantasy round table. Yeah. Fantasy round table, come take a look at the crown, baby. Hey. Fantasy round table, fantasy, fantasy round table. Whoa. Fantasy round what's going on everybody welcome to another episode of the fantasy football roundtable podcast part of the pigskin podcast network you can find us or them actually at pigskin pod net on twitter did i jump on did i i felt like you were, were you about to say something did i just jump in on you no, that's okay. good um, so Matt is here with me. It's the Matt's together here on this beautiful Tuesday. We're going to talk, obviously, about uh, – I feel like there was some important stuff that happened on Sunday. Um, and and that, in the two days since. Yeah, and really we're just talking about the fact that Matt got to go see Ant-Man yesterday, and I am extremely jealous. We're going to talk all about that. Who cares about the Super Bowl? I'm just kidding. Obviously, we're going to break down the Super Bowl. What's uh, an amazing game up until about the last minute 50? That that's really when that game took a big drag. Uh, but how are you doing? Obviously, as I just mentioned, you got to go see Ant Man. Anything else going on? Are you excited about before we uh, jump into the Super Bowl? Yeah, you know it's uh, it was a fun game. Um, it was an interesting, some interesting commercials. I don't know about you, I really enjoyed the Duncan commercial. Uh, yeah, is this what you do when you say you're going to work all day? <laughs> That cracked me up. And it was a very good game in the sense that it was competitive and back and forth. Yeah. Um, I just – I hate when we have a big game that, that comes down to a call that has little to do with the players. Yeah. But I mean – Monday was fun. I uh, I worked remotely and got 
a ton done, which was good. Uh, I got to have lunch with my wife and then took her up uh, to Denver for the for the critic screening. Yeah, it's awesome. I can't. Uh, I imagine a lot of. Uh, I got I my, he, my baby Ant Man ticket and my baby yeah. Ant Man. That is so. I saw, they gave I saw you a little magnifying that. That, is, that is that is that is awesome, actually. Yeah, for those, I mean, I, I know we've got a, a pretty big crossover on that. We've all, we've always had some people who love the 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 Marvel corner when we used to do that all the time. So I imagine everybody's going to be pretty excited to go see that movie this weekend. We were just talking before the show, and I'm really hoping to get a chance to go see it. I feel like this is one, and don't don't tip it off. I'm just I feel like this is one I can't wait for it to drop on Disney Plus. Like I waited for Black Panther two. I don't. Like I miss much. It was a good movie. I really enjoyed it, but I don't feel like I miss much not seeing it in theaters. I feel like this is one I, I can't wait for it to drop. I've got to go see it in theaters. As for the Duncan commercial, I, I felt that. that I think that that uh, commercial resonated with me uh, in a major way because I feel like J-Lo's attitude toward Ben there was kind of what my wife does to me when she walks by and sees that I've been sitting on the couch for like six hours on my computer. She's like, I thought you said you were working. It's like, I am working this is what you do so like yeah it's kind of what i do so yeah it's uh definitely uh felt that in uh, in my heart a little bit so let's jump into the news we've actually had a lot of news that has happened since the end of the super bowl and then we will jump in and obviously talk about the chiefs beating the eagles 38 to 35 and let's start with the eagles offensive coordinator going over to the colts as they hire shane is it striking to say is that yeah striking i don't know he will be their new head coach, which is interesting because it really well. A lot of people were very worried that thought they might it might be Jeff Saturday with how long it was taking. They don't go that route. It's an interesting choice because he's. I, I mean, realistically, let, let, let's be, he's been a big. I would think a big reason why Jalen Hurts has been kind of successful these past couple years. And come, we've seen him work with a mobile quarterback. Does maybe that mean he leans toward a Bryce Young, Will Levis, or Anthony Richardson? A lot of rumors that the Colts will be trying to get one of these quarterbacks. I believe even Jim Irsay mentioned that today at a press conference that we're going to get a young quarterback to build around. I don't know if they're actually going to do that. Apparently, Chris Greer was not very thrilled with that. Or was it Chris Greer? No, what's his name? Chris Ballard. Um, Ballard, yeah. Ballard did not seem to be seem to thrill well, with him making that statement What are they going to do with Matt Ryan? Because Matt Ryan said he absolutely isn't retiring. I, I mean, they can't cut him, right? With the dead money on that, I think it's a lot of money. So he's probably just going to either sit on the bench or I guess get one more year until their rookie's ready to go. But I mean, what would you think about the hire there with striking coming over here to the Colts? I don't know what to make of it. The Colts are weird. The the Colts and Cardinals, who we'll talk about in a minute, it makes more sense why they this had been like the slowest coaching cycle it felt like in the world, especially since. The Colts let Wright go. This had to have been November. Yeah, I mean, it was that sounds right. Yeah, it was pretty early. Um, you know, a few of these teams have had openings. I mean, Carolina had an opening since like early October, and it just seemed like it took forever for coaching to get hired. I don't know that much about Shane Striking. I guess I didn't realize until the Super Bowl. I th- I thought Nick Sirianni called the plays. I thought that's why they yeah. brought him in was because of his – because wasn't he the offensive coordinator for 
Frank Reich with the Colts yeah. before he came over. So I don't, it's one of those, I guess we'll have a question about how, you know, how much, you know, was he doing? You always wonder a little bit about that, but um, it was a big day for, for Eagles uh, coordinators. My, first thing I thought too, though, is it's still so sad. If you're going to take an offensive coordinator off the Super Bowl team, why wouldn't you take the winning team's offensive coordinator? Man, there's been a lot of stuff about that. And I, I don't really know what to to think. For for those who don't know, Matt's obviously talking about Eric Bieniemy, who's we've probably talked about for at least the last three years, we thought would get a head coaching job at some point throwing all these cycles, but it, it doesn't seem like it's going to happen. And Andy Reid came out either yesterday or today today and said that Eric Bieniemy might have to go take another offensive coordinator job somewhere before he'll get a head coaching job, which doesn't make any sense to me either. But the thing I don't know, and I, so I don't want to report on this because I don't know if it's fact. There are a lot of rumors that he's got some very shady things in his past that may be why he, there's a holdup on that. I don't know. I mean – not every head coach has been a good person, so I don't really know how to put that. I see a lot of people saying, well, it's only because he's he's calling Andy Reid's system. Well, I mean, Doug Peterson and Matt Nagy both got head coaching jobs calling Andy Reid's quote-unquote system. So I, I don't know where the disconnect is here. There's something. There, there's something going on why the enemy isn't getting a head coaching job. Maybe he's not interviewing well. I really don't know. But, I, I mean, I feel like at this point – it's got to be something else. like it can't be what we all think, right? It's got to be something else. There's just I don't know. It's a weird subject to talk about because I it feel like, like he didn't even get a lot of interviews in this particular. Not this year, yeah. He didn't have any yeah. discussion, but Andy Reid couldn't have given him a seemingly more glowing endorsement, and we've seen plenty of other of Reid's. You know, people who've coached under Reid go on and be successful. So I hope Shane. Striking does well. I don't know what to make of the Colts. They went from four, five years ago when Andrew Luck suddenly retired, a team that we thought had a chance to be in the Super Bowl. To I'm not even sure what they do well anymore. Yeah, it's it's really I don't want to say disappointing, but for lack of a better term, I'm going to use disappointing and thinking about like. That probably was a Super Bowl roster with Andrew Luck, and then he just kind of left him in the lurch. It's kind of like, and I get it; it's his decision. I'm not blaming him for it, but like, I mean, they, I think they were right there. They improved that defense, top offensive line, and then he's just like, "Nah, I'm done." It was a very weird. I, I'm intrigued. I think the quarterback uh, thing is going to be God being that close to the season, especially. I yeah. wouldn't begrudge a guy wanting to go, but they were. That was like the last week of preseason. Yeah, it just happened. That I, it, it was. I think it was a little bit. No, you. It may have been. That it was like really close to. It was really close to the season because I remember. So in my main dynasty league, we always do our rookie draft like right, but right around that time, like week three, two, three of the preseason. And what we do it is always expand rosters, and you have to cut down. And I remember because the guy who kept Andrew Luck dropped a different quarterback. It's only a one QB league. And then Andrew Luck retires, and we all had, like, this yeah. big chance, like, should we let him get another? Because nobody expected that. Like, there was no rumors of that. It just, like, literally happened one day, and everybody's like, like, are, are we following the right Adam Schefter on Twitter kind of thing? It was, like, it was a massive, massive So his, his retirement, um, 
it was August 24th, 2019. It was during the final preseason game because the news broke during the game and people booed and like threw stuff as he was leaving. I remember that's what the big like torrent, which you can't really blame Adam Schefter. If he knows it's going to happen, he's got a, I don't know. He's got yeah, a, that's you know, but not, August 24th, that's, you're yeah. pretty much there. That's yeah. like the last week of preseason. Yeah. Yeah, I don't know. I, I'm torn on that. I get having to do your job at the same time, like trying. I, I, there are certain things I, I don't know. It, it's a weird conversation to have. But, yeah, I, for, for Shane Strike, though, I'm interested. I think the quarterback's going to be the big one. I said he's worked with a mobile quarterback in Jalen Hurts. I don't know if that means a lean toward one of those guys or what happens. But I, I do think it's a good hire. There's a lot of interesting pieces on that offense, uh, at least for him to build around. Next news item here, the Cardinals finally get their head coach in Jonathan Gannon. Interesting choice here, as in it seemed like a lot of people, a lot of other head coaches in the industry did not want to go there because, or at least the rumors were they did not want to deal with Kyler Murray. What are your thoughts here on Gannon going to the Cardinals? Yeah, kind of another interesting, the the Eagles defense has been um, pretty good. I know the... um, the Cardinals were seemingly looking at some defensive coaching options. They supposedly considered Vance Joseph, their own defensive coordinator, maybe going in a different direction. I think for Gannon, the big, he's probably rolling into something of a rebuilding project too. They have a new GM as well. I strongly feel like, um, Hopkins will move this off season. I think Ertz is gone. Um, I think the the high price veterans that they had in there probably move on. I know people have optimistically said Kyler Murray is going to be ready pretty close to the beginning of the season. I think it's after Thanksgiving. He tore his ACL at the end of December. That's why, you know, when we were doing the the free agent special, I floated to Dennis. I actually thought somebody like Tyler Huntley signing there might be decent because then he would get a chance to see what he could do. But 2023, if the Cardinals are being realistic, should be viewed as something of a lost season. And even some analysts have talked about that for Arizona. It's probably a lost season. You have to start turning over the roster. But young, first-time head coach with defensive experience, it's going to matter who they surround him with, um, especially getting uh, the offensive coordinator is going to be pretty important because Kyler Murray essentially came out of college into a variation of his college scheme yeah. with Cliff Kingsbury, that air raid. And I don't know that it's been incredibly successful. They don't have, they have never really developed much of a run game around him. And so now you have kind of Hollywood Brown, Rondell Moore, which is a weird piece and Trey McBride to build around. Cause I, you know, I think those, Bigger veterans are gone. AJ Green obviously retired. Yeah, um, I liked Dorch, but there's probably some questions, and I don't know that you're ever going to see in 2023 what that offense can be. It's almost going to be kind of not for wholly different reasons, but what we saw with the Browns this last year, where you probably have a placeholder QB for a majority of the season, then you get like a five or six week run at the end. Yeah, I I saw something that said that they don't expect Murray to be back to like week six. So I, I don't I wouldn't expect him back even before that. I think that's 
I think that's being optimistic. I mean, he tore it at the end of the uh, year, didn't he? Yeah, it was I, in December. I mean, I, I think that's – I'll be very curious to see what happens with Ruby. I'm with you. I, I feel bad for – I think if you're offered a head coaching job, I think most people are going to take it, especially a guy like Gannon, young, first chance to be a head coach. I wonder if he's – I hate to put it this way. I wonder if he's almost like a placeholder head coach right now because of what you just mentioned. And like yeah. they're going into a rebuild. They're just going to try and rebuild for a couple of years and then he's going to be gone and they're going to bring somebody else. I mean, they've been a very weird franchise for the past couple of years. You know, we've talked a lot about they probably should have moved on from Cliff way before they did. I'll be very curious to see what happens. Like I think he's going into a very tough situation because you could argue that's one of – Probably not the best, but one of the best divisions in all of the NFL right now. You got the 49ers and Seattle, who surprise a lot of people. The Rams, you know, I still believe in McVay and Stafford and those guys come back and they're all healthy. They're probably going to be a good team. I mean, that's a tough division to try and win in, especially when you're not going to have your starting quarterback for probably half the season. So it's going, it's definitely going to be a weird 2023 for the Cardinals. Yeah. And I, I feel bad for Gannon if if they're giving him the David Culley treatment. Um, you know, I would. I don't know if they've announced the deals for striking and Gannon. I'm always curious what the. You know, what the money and the years yeah. are because that tells you a little bit about the commitment. But I, it's really it's just going to depend on if the Cardinals are being realistic about their situation because when they. Had to kind of clean sweep the front office and and coach, and you have a quarterback who you made a big commitment to is not going to be available. You're not ready to go to start 2023. Yeah, I'm not seeing any actual numbers on the deals. I was trying to find them too as we were. were Yeah, if you see like a two or a three year million dollar a year deal, then I'm I'm starting to get concerned. Uh, the next bit of news to come out here earlier today is the Ravens hire Todd Munkin for the offense. Um, it's an intriguing fit. Uh, Munkin, obviously, the offensive coordinator for the Georgia Bulldogs the past two years, really good offense in college, was the Browns offensive coordinator last time he was in the NFL. That uh, did not work out so well, obviously, although a lot of that I think was just the Browns in general were kind of a mess at the time. It's intriguing to me because Lamar, if Lamar comes back, I still don't know that it's a a solid, for sure thing that Lamar will be with Baltimore. He's a different quarterback than than Munkin's ever had. And I'd be very curious to see how that offense works. But, I mean, he scripted some incredibly great plays on the college side of things for Georgia. Was In my opinion, I thought he was going to get a head coaching job somewhere, at least in college football. Does take the step up to go back to the NFL, the offensive coordinator. It's going to be intriguing. He's got at least, you know, Mark Andrews. But we saw what he was able to do with Brock Bowers at the college level. It could be a big thing. But, again, I, I think a lot of that comes down to who's their quarterback going to be. Because you mentioned Tyler Huntley to Arizona. I wouldn't be surprised if Tyler Huntley's the starting quarterback for the Baltimore Ravens next year because Lamar is gone. Like, I'm very intrigued to see what happens with this whole Lamar. I do not think it's a set-in-stone thing that Lamar will be the starting quarterback for Baltimore next year. Well, supposedly they're going to franchise tag him. So supposedly the rumors they're going to do the exclusive franchise tag, which is like $48 million a year. But that one, Lamar does not have to sign. Now that means he won't play 
and he won't accrue that season. But that also screws the Ravens because once you do the exclusive franchise tag, that money is on that they can't use that money until Lamar signs. And even if he doesn't, it's still locked up in like their salary cap. They can't use it. So, and the problem I'm seeing with this is Lamar wants like Kyler Murray, Deshaun Watson money. I don't know that he's, he's going to get two thirty guaranteed like Deshaun Watson did, but Kyler Murray, I believe got guaranteed like right around 160, 170, same as Russell Wilson. In my opinion, Lamar deserves more than that. So I don't think it's unfair to ask for 180, 190 guaranteed, but it doesn't seem like they're willing to pay them that. The last contract we that we heard it was reported was that Baltimore offered him like 120 guaranteed. It was like 190 million. Like Lamar doesn't want that. So they're, they're like 80 million apart on this money. Like that's not a cup, that's not like 10 or 20 mil where you think they're going to come together. And it's been, it seems very contentious as well. Throughout this entire season, you got Ravens fans and players kind of hinting at that maybe Lamar was healthy and could have come back and played. Lamar hasn't said anything. You've got their GM coming out and saying, oh, well, we'd like to sign these wide receivers, but we're kind of hamstrung having to pay this quarterback all the money. So it's just it's a weird little whole thing going on right now. The song and dance with Baltimore and Lamar. Yeah, it's it's a weird situation. That is a big domino, and that's what I it's hard to tell if this signing would have made it more or less appealing. Football fans, the first Sunday of the NFL season is here, and DraftKings Sportsbook, an official sports betting partner of the NFL, is giving new customers a can't-miss offer to celebrate the return of the NFL season. Right now, new customers can bet just $5 and get $200 in free bets instantly. And as an added bonus for week one, everybody can experience the thrill of DraftKings with early win promotion. It's simple. Bet on an NFL team to win. If your team leads by 10 at any point during the game, you get paid instantly, even if the team ends up losing. Download the DraftKings Sportsbook app now. Use the promo code TPPN, that is TPPN, and get $200 in free bets instantly. When you place a $5 bet this Sunday, that is code TPPN, only at DraftKings Sportsbook, an official sports betting partner of the NFL. Minimum age and eligibility restrictions apply. See the descriptions for the episode for details. I'm yeah, not, I mean, yeah. they, Baltimore has myriad problems with their offense right now. Yeah, I mean, if Lamar is back, well, also I'll put it this way: even if it's Huntley, whoever the quarterback is, I do think it will be a good thing for Baltimore. Because I do think Todd Munkin is a good, good offensive coordinator, so I think it will be good. I just don't know who the quarterback's going to be, so I think that may limit how good it can be. If they're not going to get Lamar, I don't know why they'd invest in Todd Huntley as a starting quarterback. I I saw Huntley going somewhere where he could be in a mix, or he could. I'd be like a Jacoby Brissett. That's why I thought Arizona's not a bad place because Murray is going to have a somewhat similar skill set too. But if Baltimore decides that they're not going with Lamar, even with the quarterback landscape that's out there, I think they would go in a whole different direction. We shall see. It's going to be it's going to be interesting. The Panthers bring on Jim Caldwell. What are your thoughts on this? Um, 
You know, last we saw Jim Caldwell, I believe he was 500 with the Detroit Lions taking them to the playoffs. Did he take him to the playoffs and then get fired? Yeah, he took him to the playoffs. He was a little over uh, in one of those seasons. I think they got to 10 wins was the last Lions coach to make the playoffs, but it wasn't good enough, so they went for Matt Patricia. He was also at the Colt, you know, a former Colt, and I didn't uh, realize that both he and Reich were on Tony Junji's staff together. I thought it was interesting it's the kind of move that you had expect that you almost expect with a with a younger coach. And like they brought on Ejiro Ebro for defense and then went and got um, Dom Capers to be the senior defensive assistant. And now they've brought in Caldwell to be like the assistant head coach with Frank, uh, Frank Reich. I don't know if this is because Reich is planning to spend more of his time focusing on building the offense. Because in the in the description, they said Caldwell will be working with offense, defense, and special teams. Mm-hmm. So if he's handling more like game managing duties, but it's been a very interesting way that the Colts have or that the Panthers have kind of gone about rebuilding the head coach. They also said this is now the third person that interviewed for the head coaching job that is hired onto the staff because Reich got it and Evero yeah. and now Caldwell signed on. I just thought it was a very interesting move, the kind of thing you would expect more, like I said, with a younger or less experienced head coach. Yeah, I mean, maybe maybe that is what he's wanting, is like Caldwell to kind of be the CEO type and run everything and let him just kind of focus on the offense. I mean, we've seen that a lot of coaches who try to just focus on one side of the ball don't always necessarily succeed. So maybe this is his way of fixing that. I mean, it's great to see Caldwell back and like some kind of coaching. It's been weird that he hasn't gotten another job. As we just talked about took the Detroit Lions to the playoffs is something not a lot of people would expect regardless. And then they have not been very successful since then. Uh, so it's good to see him though, back on the sidelines And last but not least, no trade for Derek Carr. We're going to talk about this one for a little bit here. He has been released by the Raiders, and Raiders fans are up in arms. I imagine you probably don't care, but they are very upset that Derek Carr decided not to waive his no-trade clause to help out the Raiders in going to New Orleans um, so that they could, so the Raiders could get something back for him. Instead, the Raiders have to cut him, eat his dead money, and now he gets to be a free agent. He can sign anywhere. Now, Derek Carr did say that he didn't want to take a pay cut. It seemed like the Saints were going to have to give him some kind of pay cut because they couldn't afford his contract on the books. But even if that weren't the case, I don't have an issue with Derek Carr telling the Raiders to kind of F off. I mean, they're the ones who decided they wanted to move on from him after paying him that contract. Was that a year ago? Two years ago? Yeah, a couple and of years ago, I think. I don't – like, he does. he's not beholden to them. It does not owe the Raiders one thing. It's a business when the NFL wants it to be. Why can't it be a business when Derek Carr wants it to be? I think what Derek Carr did is perfectly fine, but I did see a lot of people were upset about the fact that he wouldn't work with the Raiders on that. What are your thoughts here on now Derek Carr becoming a free agent, which I'd imagine he's probably, I mean, outside of if Lamar becomes a free agent, I feel like he's probably going to be the premier candidate at, at quarterback. Yeah, I mean, I'm not surprised. I wouldn't have if I was Derek Carr. They seemingly blamed him for all of the Raiders' problems, even though they have Josh McDaniels as the cancer in their own clubhouse. And then not only that, they not only benched him, he essentially got banished. Why Why would he work with them? And why would he let them 
send him. I also think if their team he's interested in, he would have realized that that contract situation would have made it almost impossible to yeah. get any kind of good deals done. Now he can go wherever he wants. Where um, you have a fit for him you like the best? You know, I'm not one. entirely sure. I kind of liked when they were talking about Tampa Bay. Interesting. I think he'd be a good fit for the Jets. Well, it looks like the Jets are pretty close to trading for Ryan Tannehill. Which is why I would definitely go for Derek Carr if I'm the Jets. I, I think he is much better than Ryan Tannehill, but I did see that report uh, earlier that they might yeah. be going for Ryan Tannehill. We're going for Carr, for Aaron Rodgers instead. Yeah. Ryan Tannehill. Well, you know, hey, beggars can't be choosers, right? They're better than Zach Wilson. All right, let's talk about this Super Bowl. The Chiefs ended up coming out on top 38 to 35. What were your thoughts on the game overall? Uh, it was pretty interesting and exciting uh, at times. You know, Hertz did what he's been doing all season. I thought there were some fun plays with Devonta Smith and that bomb to AJ Brown was fun. It was interesting to see how they were dominating the clock, especially in the first half, not getting uh, anything going for Kansas City. And it was fairly surprising how good Mahomes looked coming back in the second half because when he got clipped at the end of the half, you thought it was a little bit like the Jacksonville situation where he might actually have to come out and Henny might have to appear. Um, it was interesting. The Chiefs made a lot of good adjustments at the half. I thought Pacheco ran um, well. I thought the way he was able to connect with Juju Smith-Schuster was interesting. Mostly, I was surprised neither defense was good. Yeah, that was the bigger surprise to me. I really thought, I mean, we talked a lot about it on Friday, right? Like, I thought the Eagles defense was going to keep this a close game. Now, it no sacks. That, but I thought, like, a close game is in, like, I thought it was going to be like a 21-24 type game, not 35-38. So, my, I think the adjustments was the key. And the fact that Philly couldn't put away Kansas City, I think if Philly scores one more touchdown in the first half, you talk about how much of the clock they controlled, they probably win that game. I got to give it to Mahomes. I mean, that what, what he did was amazing. I think, in my opinion, the better team lost the Super Bowl, but the best player won it. He He went out there, he put them on his back, Hurt his ankle, as you mentioned. I mean, he was limping off the field. looked like he could barely put weight on it. He seemed fine walking into the locker room. They showed him right before the halftime show. I want to know how many shots he took in that ankle to be able to go back out there because that thing had to be hurting. But for him to be able to go out in the second half and bring them back into the game and then take the lead and end up winning it, like, he's pro. I mean, it's hard to say he's – the best quarterback of our generation because we both have gotten a chance to watch Tom Brady and Aaron Rodgers. But would you be surprised if by the end of his career that we're saying that? I mean, was it two Super Bowls in five years? Like that's yeah, and he's been to three. Um, yeah, I mean that's pretty damn good. Depends on how long he plays. He's not the kind of brutal runner where you think he yeah. might end up shortening his career. Um, I, it was definitely a good performance by them especially that offensive line you know two 
was it two years ago in the Super Bowl, they really got laid out because they couldn't protect Mahomes and they spent a lot of time investing in that line and it paid off because we've seen Philly just destroy everyone up front and they couldn't get a whiff in there. Zero yeah. sacks, zero turnovers. They were they were the leaders in sacks this year, I believe, and they couldn't couldn't do anything. Which again, props to Kansas City. I think a lot of that has to go to Andy Reid and that offense for being able to scheme that up and then you mentioned the adjustments they made at halftime. I think that's the key because it didn't feel like the Eagles made any adjustments. They they kept running their same plays, same defense, same offense, and it seemed to sputter oh, in that second half. They were they were up twenty four to fourteen at the half, so they probably thought I they mean, were in good shape. No, nah, you if can't though. Like, put that ball on the ground though yeah. to get because it wasn't just that he fumbled it, it returned for a touchdown. touchdown. Yeah, I thought that was a real unfortunate swing i mean that that might have been the turning point but even then like you can't rest you know it's it's i hate to use this example if we have any falcons fans i'm sorry but it's like going against tom brady it doesn't matter how much you're up on him you cannot quit doesn't matter if you end up beating him by four touchdowns you've got to keep pouring it on right you can't it's patrick mahomes only this it's not kirk cousins you're not going up against it's it's Patrick Mahomes like he will find a way to win that game. So I, I think a lot of props have to go to him in Kansas City for finding a way to get that done um, because I did think in all honesty watching like I thought the Eagles were the better team throughout the entire game. It really just kind of came down to Patrick Mahomes being the best player on the field. And I think he's pretty much put himself. We've kind of talked the past couple years back and forth about you know who's QB one. Is it you know is it. Mahomes and Allen in the top tier, like I think Mahomes has got to be in a tier of his own at this point, and then it's everybody else below him. Do you agree with that? Would you still put Josh Allen up there? Like I kind of feel like it's got to be Mahomes by himself. For fantasy, I still have Josh Allen ahead because um, the rushing upside and everything. But if so, it depends on whether you're talking about fantasy or just NFL. Both. Let's just give me both. I, I agree with I mean, you on Allen probably deserves so to So for be fantasy, fantasy, Allen, but um, I'm not sure I would have Allen above Burrow for talking about NFL Ooh. either. Interesting. You know, if you're just talking about from an NFL, yeah, I love Josh Allen. I'm happy to have him on my fantasy team. He, he hasn't gotten out of some of these big games. Now, they're not all his – fault but i actually did not think he played particularly well in these playoffs yeah you know joe burrow has fought through a lot and gone to a super bowl patrick mahomes has been to the super bowl three times i it's the same uh, you know i like herbert too but at some point you got to win important games from an nfl standpoint that's a little bit different than than fantasy you know no i agree with you it's 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 a weird conversation to have because I don't – I think – so Mahomes is in a – in essence, he did it all by himself this year. If, if you look at it from that point of view, I mean, they took away Tyreek Hill. Obviously, so is Travis Kelsey. They take away Tyreek Hill and everybody – I don't remember if we said it, but I know a lot of people are like, there's no way that Mahomes is going to be that good this year. He just lost his best weapon. He had the best season statistically he's ever had. Burrow does have, like, amazing weapons around him. Now, I'm not trying to discredit Burrow at all. He is also amazing. He has got ice water in his veins. That dude does not seem like he could have five blitzers running straight at him, and he still finds a way to navigate out of it and get the ball off. Like, he he's incredible. 
Last year, I think, though, in particular, overcoming the offensive line woes. That yeah, exactly. The, the My big thing with, I guess, Allen, specifically Herbert, Allen at least has digs. But the offensive line, in my opinion, is not that good. They have absolutely no running game. Like, outside of Diggs, who it feels like can be a little bit of a prima donna at times compared to Chase and Higgins, which I don't think you ever see that out of those two guys. And then Herbert has nobody. Like, that's my biggest issue with Herbert is, like, he's got Austin Eckler. Keenan Allen. I mean, Keenan Allen. Like, I love Keenan Allen, but he's been on the shelf all this year because of injury. And even the year before that, with all the injuries and everything. Like, I just, I'm not putting them in that category either. I think it definitely should be. I, I can I can see the argument for putting Burrow up there with Mahomes. But, like, I, I don't want to knock Allen or Herbert just yet. I want to see if they can get some kind of help, if maybe that can help them raise that. Their, raise their game a little bit. But I also they, wonder, part of me, seeing the way this offseason played out, Maybe we were underrating Brian Dable's contribution to. Oh, 100%. Yeah. Because that was a big difference. And that's certainly a concern I've had for Herbert. I don't know what yeah. kind of. Telling more. Yeah. Yeah, I'm not. I guess now that. I have that same kind of concern for myself because I think uh, Lombardi just went over to join Sean Payton. Yep. Yeah. <laughs> I'm uh, yeah, not really I'll sure. I just talked the, myself into the sadness. It's day. Day three. Hey, of the you know, you know what the good, you know the good thing will be probably means your boys coming over to Denver. Taysom Hill, you're gonna have a nice QB rotation with Taysom Hill and Russell Wilson. See, so at least you have that to root for. You'll have that going for you. He was tied at nine in fantasy. Nothing there you go. It's all that matters. All right, we we've got to talk about the the call of all calls here, and and I tweeted this out when it happened because we actually spent some time talking about it on Friday. How ironic is it that? Roger Goodell, before the Super Bowl, comes out and says that refereeing has been the best it has ever been. And then now this call has, like, marred the Super Bowl. It's all anybody's talking about. And I agree with you. Like, you, we shouldn't take away from the fact that it was a great game. But I also think, like, that call really did ruin that game, in my opinion. I don't, I'm not saying that the Chiefs still wouldn't have won. And I get that Bradbury admitted that he pulled on the jersey, but when you have literally every single NFL analyst out there, including I can't remember who the, uh, well, I believe the referee guy was it Mike? Um, I don't remember who is Gene Steratore or was it? What, uh, I don't remember which one it was. But Mike Pereira is was it Pereira? I think yeah. he technically agreed with the call. He said, "Well, it looks like he pulled on him right there." And Bradbury did admit that he pulled, but like everybody else was like. That's a play you let go. And it, in my opinion, was not that egregious. And I don't think even if he doesn't touch Juju Smith-Schuster's shirt that he's catching that ball. That was practically uncatchable. And it sucks that that's the last thing. Like, had that happened, like, in the third quarter, I don't think that we're talking about it. But the fact that extended the Chiefs' drive, allowed them to run the clock out pretty much, and then kick the game-winning field goal in essence, it just kind of leaves a sour taste in my mouth, personally. Yeah, and... I don't think necessarily that it was a bad call in that it didn't happen. I think it was a bad situation in that where it happened and that it didn't seem to be in keeping with how the rest of the game had been officiated. Yeah. But I mean, it's, I mean, it's always just deflating when a call like that basically ends the game. 
especially a game like that. Yeah, because it was. I, I think you could make the argument that goes down as like one of the best, super, at least one of the best Super Bowls I've watched. And then that, and it's just kind of like, okay, cool. Like that kind of just, it took all the air out of the game. And they said it was just ironic that we had Goodell days beforehand talking about how great refereeing was. And now this, I, I feel like that's always going to be linked, unfortunately, with this, with the Super Bowl. Well, and it doesn't help any of the conspiracy theorists out there because there was a lot of questions about some of the calls that were made during the end of the AFC yeah. Championship game, too. Yeah, that was uh... Maybe Goodell should go back and think on that statement. I mean, a little bit rough. Maybe it was well, a great year. I stand a little by bit rough I in the said, playoffs. A little bit rough in the playoffs. He is just was a dumb thing to say. No matter. Yeah. What. Oh yeah, I agree with you. What um? Uh, what were your thoughts on pregame and the halftime entertainment? So um, I I thought the halftime was fine. I was kind of uh, over all the. Seemed like all the chatter was then just became about whether she was pregnant and I could care less. Um, she is. If you, yeah, well, no, I mean, she, yeah. uh, I thought the halftime was fine. It was, it was okay. It That's wasn't right. like incredible. Uh, I liked the songs. It was weird how they, they get you hyped up when she starts playing like some of the bigger rap songs where all she does is the hook or the. Yeah the intro and you're like oh here's where the guests coming out and then nobody comes out and they just trans transfer i'm like i think you sort of misunderstood no one listens to all of the lights for the all of the lights part yeah uh, and people don't really listen to the run this town for but you know that's how some of the dancing was weird um their outfits were definitely weird uh, <laughs> Pre-game was more interesting. I was blown away by Cheryl Lee Ralph. I love Abbott Elementary. I don't know if you've ever seen that. Um, no, I've not. So I was kind of excited to see her uh, perform. But then I guess I had a completely different reaction to the national anthem. Because as it was going, I'm like, this is horrendous. I actually muted it uh, for part of it. And then online, it's just like, he won the Super Bowl. Um, it's the greatest rendition of all time. And I'm like... Did I watch a different game? So you're telling me you did not have tears in your eyes like Nick Sirianni. That that did not uh, get you going. No, it did not. I mean, I had tears, but they were wholly different reasons. Understandable. Yeah, I'm going to be honest. I, I didn't watch it, so I honestly don't know. I saw the memes and everything. I was finishing making some food with my wife before the game kicked off, so I didn't see any of that. I really didn't watch a lot of the pregame stuff either, unfortunately. I kind of came yeah, in perfect. right horrendous i nodded off for a while okay yeah i was like i i really honestly came in like right around the coin toss and that's really kind of where i picked up my super bowl experience i i did enjoy the halftime show maybe i'm i'm just a massive fan of of rihanna uh not only because i think she's beautiful but i think she's extremely talented um thought it was great i mean i get the dancing probably wasn't great she is pregnant i mean i'm not gonna knock her for doing much. i mean it was it was fine I saw a lot of people knocking her for not doing a lot of dancing. I'm like, I mean, she's like probably five months pregnant. Like, I'm not. I I feel like sometimes so, I'm five months pregnant after eating a couple pieces was, of pizza and I don't want to do anything. So I was confused because in the pregame, they did a big thing about her three months after having given birth doing, uh, you know, prepping this halftime show. Yeah. So I thought she must have given birth in like the – it was last May, so that must be yeah. when she signed on. 
But I don't remember them announcing that she was going to be the Super Bowl halftime until like November or December. So I was like, oh, this tracks, you know, she, yeah. she gave birth. So very, that part was very confusing. Yeah. I, overall, I thought it was a great halftime show. I don't know if it was – I don't really rank them. Like I saw some people saying it's the best. Some people didn't like it. It's it has to like, do with how you good. enjoy the music. I liked a lot of the songs. Yeah, yeah. I like the music. It's always good. Uh, so going back to the Philadelphia Eagles, what do you expect from them this offseason? Obviously just lost their offensive and defensive coordinator, but and probably have to pay Jalen Hurts. But overall still a very talented team. Yeah, and what are they going to do at running back? Uh, I thought Gainwell looked uh, decent in that game. Are they going to give him a shot? Are they going to go out and get somebody? Are they going to try to bring Miles Sanders back on a on a cheap deal? Um, you know, I think they have their three core passing pieces, which – should be good. They have to figure out Hurts, probably figure out a couple of defensive pieces and then reload some of the coaching staff. But it seems like they're poised to be contenders again next year. Yeah, I mean, the big thing for me will be obviously what happens with Jason Kelsey as well. Um, could retire. There was a lot of talks that he was going to retire before this season. I think the uh, a big key for that Eagles offense is how good that offensive line is. So hopefully he stays. Um, but I think as long as he's there, I mean, we saw it this year. The running game wasn't that good, and they got to the Super Bowl. Like, I think they're going to be just fine. Again, what's the Hurts contract going to look like? How much does that possibly hamper them paying other players? Overall, though, I think this team should be a team that contends um, at least a playoff team and probably – is going to be viewed as a as a I don't want to say Super Bowl favorite, but a, an NFC favorite at least uh, going into the twenty twenty three season. What about the Chiefs? Do you what do the Chiefs need to do to run it back? Well, they have fewer questions. Um, you know, I think it was solid there with Pacheco. They probably found something as a runner. I'm curious what they'll do with their receivers. Um, Juju's a free agent. Uh, they went and got Kadarius Tony. Can you really rely on him? Are they going to ever use Sky more and more? Uh, you know, are they looking at bringing some of the young guys up? MVS is still there, uh, but Hardman also a, a free agent. But then at the same time, it'd be hard for them to lose more than they lost this offseason, and Mahomes still was fine. Yeah, I mean, as long as they keep paying the refs, I think they're going to be perfectly fine. They'll be AFC favorites and probably heading to the Super Bowl once again. So not uh, not too worried about that. When you have the refs on your side, anything is possible. No, I, I think that – Five straight AFC championship games yeah, pretty impressive. They'll, they, I think they'll be fine. I mean, even – it's hard for me to doubt them, even with the questions at the wide receiver court, because we had a lot of questions about that wide receiver court this year, and it didn't matter. So as long as they've got Patrick Mahomes and Travis Kelsey, I think they're going to be fine. I mean, it looks like they found a steal in Isaiah Pacheco. He looked really good. I, in my opinion, he was the best running back in that game. So yeah. I, I think that they're going to be perfectly fine with him moving forward. It'll, it'll be interesting to see. I mean, I think it's going to be between them and and probably the Bengals. I don't, I don't even know if I put the Bills up there with them right now. I think it's the Chiefs and Bengals. Bills have to answer questions. Yeah. yeah, I mean, I love the Bills and I, I've been chilling for them hard the last couple of years. Yeah. But they're almost like the Cowboys of the AFC. You at, you've got to win a game you're supposed to win. Yeah. 
Yeah, I agree. Unfortunately, which uh, it sucks. I would, I would have loved, to, I'd love to see Josh Allen get a Super Bowl in my lifetime. I'm a big fan of him. Also, Joe Burrow, Mahomes. Let somebody else win it. I guess is what I'm trying to say. Like, let, let's let somebody else win it. Yeah, it's poor yeah. Buffalo. Yeah. All right. So that'll do it though for us today. We'll be back on Friday. Dennis, Matt, and myself. I don't even know what we're going to be talking about. Do, Nobody do, knows. Do, Nobody knows. So you have to tune in Friday to find out. Matt, since Dennis is not here, I'm going to ask you. You're sitting around, not doing anything. This podcast is coming to an end. What should you go do? I mean, it's a great time to go to your favorite podcasting app. Go download. Give a listen. You know, listen to some older episodes. Um, You know, you can always listen to our 2022 NFL season predictions during this season just to, to have some good roasting material. Put it in the comments. Seahawks. Great review. <laughs> That's probably not our worst. I think Dennis great has Chargers, Chargers uh, Rams going to the Super Bowl preseason. So, uh, all yeah, of I mean, I, a little I, bit short. I think mine was Chargers Packers. So it wasn't much better. Remember when we thought the AFC West was going to be God's gift of football this year? Yeah, yeah. I think I had three teams getting in with the Raiders just missing. That did not work out so well. Yeah, The Raiders um, did just miss, though. Well, hey, at least I got that one right. One of the very few things I got right. Matter of fact, I'm pretty sure I had the Browns almost making it in as well. So it was a great season. All right, we'll, we'll be back on Friday, everybody. Have yourselves a great day.